Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, before I get started, real quick reminder, podcastawards.com, best gaming show, Vote for Nintendo Switchcraft or 143 Pixels, whichever one is your favorite. Uh, It would really be awesome if you guys could help me out and nominate the show. Again, that URL is podcastawards.com. Let's get started with a giveaway. If you didn't know, if you don't follow me on Twitter, um, No Gravity Games sent me a copy of this game called Creepy Tale for Nintendo Switch. Now, I looked at the trailer and... I said to myself, Bill, I don't think that that's your kind of game. I don't think it's something that you would really... And yes, I do talk to myself like that. I don't. Uh, But I I don't think that this is the kind of game that would appeal to me. It's got a really cool art style, though. And um, so I I replied to them and I said, well, I, I appreciate that you thought of me, but this doesn't seem like my kind of game. Would you be okay with me giving the the code away instead? And they said, "Yeah, go ahead and do that. You can give that. You can give the code away. Um, just give it away on uh, Friday." And I said, "Okay, cool." So I tweeted this out earlier or yesterday, I believe, um, and basically that No Gravity Games and I are giving away a copy of their new game called Creepy Tale on Nintendo Switch. All you have to do is follow. Uh, both us, uh, both both accounts, uh, Run Jump Stomp and No Gravity Games, and then retweet that tweet in order to enter, and then I will pick a winner on Friday, July 10th. So I'm gonna take that tweet and I'm gonna put it into a like a little random thing that picks, you know, a thing that picks uh, a tweet out of everybody who retweeted it, and then I'll check and see did they follow me? Did they follow No Gravity Games? And if they did. Then I will uh, send them a DM on Twitter with the code uh, so that they can try it out. Now, it is important to note that the code they sent me is for the North American uh, Nintendo Switch eShop. So if you want to enter that, then you, you need to have a U.S. account. Good news is that the Nintendo Switch is region free. So it doesn't cost you anything to uh, make a U.S. account if you don't have one, um, and then you can possibly win this. So follow me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. Uh, find the tweet. Make sure that you follow both my my account and Nova Gravity Games. And retweet it, and then uh, you have a chance for me to uh, choose your tweet randomly on Friday, July 10th. Uh, so that's this Friday in just two days. And then you can win Creepy Tail, which looks very, very creepy. Guess what? There's always, always rumors floating around of a new Nintendo Direct. Now, it's been a while since the last Nintendo Direct, but it hasn't been as long as it was before. I mean, 
when we hit the the last Nintendo Direct that we had, which actually, let me pause recording for a second and see when that was. So I just looked it up, and the previous Nintendo Direct, I'm not counting Pokemon Presents or the Smash Brothers Min Min announcement, the things that are actual actually called Nintendo Directs, the last one that we had was on March 26th. That was a Nintendo Direct Mini. Now, before that, we had an, a, a thing called an actual Nintendo Direct. Nintendo referred to it as a Nintendo Direct, not even a Mini, and that was on February 20th. Prior to that, we had not had another, like, specifically called out by Nintendo, Nintendo Direct, since September 4th. So six months had gone from one Nintendo Direct to the next one. Were there other things that were announced between those two? Absolutely, there were other things that were announced. So if we go from the the previous actually named Nintendo Direct, which was when they showed off a bunch of Animal Crossing New Horizons stuff, if we go from then until now, we have been five months without a Nintendo Direct. And uh, previously, the longest time that we've ever had to wait was six months, roughly. Well, six months and some change. So there's, of course, rumors going on right now that we have a July Nintendo Direct. But any time that you go a long time without a Nintendo Direct, rumors start to uh, start to happen, whether there's any truth to those rumors or not. This is exacerbated by the by the fact that Nintendo is about to launch Paper Mario the Origami King on Nintendo Switch. And then after that, we have absolutely no idea. We have no idea at all what first-party games are coming to the Nintendo Switch in 2020, in the second half of the year. Uh, so, so far this year, the games that we've really had have been uh, Paper Mario, The Origami King, Animal Crossing, uh, New Horizons, and has there been any other first-party... Oh, um, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive Edition. And that's really been it for the first half of 2020. It's it's kind of been a, a pretty barren landscape that hasn't felt barren because we had Animal Crossing, and Animal Crossing kind of captured everybody's attention for a really long time. So now that a lot of people, myself included, have moved on from Animal Crossing. I know that I said that the diving into the water might get me back into the game, and then seeing like the pirate beard might get me back into the game. It didn't. I haven't turned on that game. I'm just not really interested in jumping back in. Um, I'm also a little wary of jumping back in because I know how how much it captured my attention the first time around. So... Because Animal Crossing captured everybody's attention, and now it's starting to wane, which is very impressive that it lasted for that long, um, people are starting to wonder, what are we going to be playing in the second half of 2020? And while uh, publications like Famitsu have published their 
uh, their thoughts on Origami King and have said it's fantastic. They gave it all nines, which is really good. That's a that's a really high score because they do a they do uh, four different categories and out of ten each, and they gave it nines in every single category, which is really really good. That's thirty six out of forty for their score. Now I don't like numbered scores, but that seems like Paper Mario and the Origami King may end up being a hit. But it's also a Paper Mario game. I mean, how much time can we really spend on it? So what's going to happen with uh, with Nintendo in the second half of 2020? And everybody wants to know. And you put that together with the fact that we don't know what's happening. That means it's time for Nintendo to tell us something. It's been five months since the last, and some change, five months and some change since the last Nintendo Direct. And Nintendo needs to tell us what's going to happen with the second half of the year. So, of course, the rumors start to spread that Nintendo has a Nintendo Direct planned. But, do they want uh, to get people in studio? Do they want to get Mr. Koizumi in a studio with other people where he can, you know, stand in front of a green screen and you know, snap. Is that something that we want to see right now? Could they just make announcements on Twitter where they just say, hey, here, here's the next game, or on YouTube, here's the next game that's coming. It's not a Nintendo Direct. It's just, here's a game that's coming. Don't Don't warn anybody ahead of time. Don't say, hey, everybody, in three days, we're going to have a Nintendo Direct, uh, and then everybody's eyes are on it. Or did they just say, here's a trailer for a game that's coming out in a month. Bam. And I don't know what I would rather have them do. Because while I love the prognostication that happens around the Nintendo Direct, I also really, really like surprises. And I love it when a company says, oh, by the way, uh, here's something, and you can play it right now. Or here's something... And you can play it next month. Kind of like when um, when when Bethesda uh, it was at, at E3. And they were releasing Fallout 4. And they said, um, so we're going to release Fallout 4 in the fall. I can't remember. I think it was November or something like that. And... Um, this was in June, by the way. So just four months away. Did I do that math right? You guys can let me know. Uh, so, you know, it's in, it's at E3 and they're like, in four months, we're going to release Fallout 4. Awesome. Like there's not a whole, whole lot of time for people's hype to die down. And by the way, here's Fallout, um, Shelter, which you can play on your phone and you can play that right now. Like that sounds, that, that's a great announcement. And that's the kind of thing that Nintendo could do without a direct. Like, they don't have to tell us anything ahead of time. They could just say, by the way, we've just uploaded a new video. And we know that uh, that Nintendo is considering changing the formula of the Nintendo Direct. You know, they were asked at that, that shareholders meeting what they thought about uh, Nintendo Directs. And they said, well, we have to consider whether or not that's the right way to go these days. And I, I think that there's a lot of people, myself included, 
who really, really like the directs because it gives us something to chat about. It gives us something to say, all right, I think this is going to happen at the direct. I think that's going to happen at the direct. Um, and then it gives us something to talk about after the direct. What was your favorite part of the direct? Well, I really like this game. And then this other game really stood out to me. And if Nintendo doesn't do that and they just announce a game, hey, by the way, here's a game that's coming out next month. There, there's a good side to that and there's a bad side to that. On the good side, now that one game gets everybody's attention. Everybody is paying attention to that one game. And a lot of people talk about that one game. Whereas if you... And then the, the bad side, the other side of that coin, is that everybody's talking about that one game. Bill, you said that was the good part. Yeah, but it's also the bad part. Because what if that one game is a game that doesn't appeal to you? One of the best parts about a Nintendo Direct is because is that they they tend to show multiple things. Hey, here's one thing for this set of consumers. Here's a thing for this set of consumers. And here's a thing for this set of consumers. And everybody can usually find something that they're excited about. And if Nintendo goes away from a Direct and talks about just one thing instead, then it's possible that there's a large portion of their audience that says, oh, well, that's disappointing. I'm not interested in this. And they move on. And now they're not paying attention to Nintendo anymore. So I don't know which way is the better way to go. If you have an idea, uh, let me know what you think uh, on Twitter. I'm at RunJumpStomp. As Nintendo begins to take on new forms, it's important that we can measure how addictive they truly are. Ever since I started talking about the Patreon on the show more often, uh, the numbers of people who have come out and started supporting on the Patreon have uh, grown really, really quickly, and that's fantastic. But I also have ads on the show. Now, the people who listen to the Patreon uh, feed, one of the benefits of becoming a patron is that they don't have to hear the ads, ever. They never hear the ads, which is great uh, for them. But it, it kind of bugs me to do both things, just to have ads on it and do the Patreon updates. So what I've decided to do is I'm going to limit the Patreon updates to one day a week. So one day a week, I will jump and I think I'm going to do that on Wednesdays. I'm going to jump in the middle of a show and say, hey, everybody, this is what's going on with the Patreon uh, right now. Uh, just to let everybody know that the Patreon exists and um, the things that you can get. So real quick, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons. We are on our way. We're, we're moving towards 80. We are sitting right around 72, 73 as, uh, as of when I record this, uh, patrons. Uh, so that's really, really awesome. We are 40% of the way to our goal which uh, is going to be a brand new special podcast series about retro games, which I have not come up with a name for it yet. And I added a new goal to the Patreon. Now, this one is uh, a crazy goal and will probably never, ever happen. I would love to get rid of ads on Nintendo Switchcraft altogether and never, ever do an ad. Now, the only way for me to do that is to make more on Patreon 
than I would on ads. So I'm setting this goal. And if we reach it, this is a pie in the sky, nonsense, crazy goal. But if we reach it, I will get rid of all ads on Nintendo Switchcraft as long as we remain above the goal. Um, it is important to note that all patrons will always get all of my shows ad-free. But if you want to get rid of ads altogether, then join the Patreon. You'll get rid of show of ads for you, but you'll also push us towards getting rid of ads for everybody. Uh, right now, we are 10% of the way to that goal. Anyway, there's our Patreon update for today, uh, for this week. Uh, I guess I already did one on Monday, but I won't do one on Friday, and I won't do one on Saturday. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Let's get back to the Nintendo news. Uh, we've got three more titles that have been added to the uh, NES Online and Super NES Online. Uh, on July 15th, not yet, but on July 15th, this is going to include Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country. Uh, a lot of people are going to be very excited for that. Uh, Natsume Championship Wrestling. Uh, those are both uh, Super Nintendo games. And then on the Nintendo Entertainment System version, uh, we're going to be getting a game called The Immortal. Now... Before I talk about those three games, I would like to point out that uh, in Japan, we they won't be getting the Natsume Championship Wrestling. Instead, they will be getting Shin Megami Tensei, which is a super, super popular in Japan. I don't know if there was ever an English translation of the original game, but um, I think, for, I, for me, I would prefer... Uh, an RPG like Shin Megami Tensei to Natsume Championship Wrestling. But that's just me. Um, let's be honest. I'm probably not going to uh, play any of these games. Even even Donkey Kong Country. Not because it's a bad game, because it's not. But because I've just got too many other games to play right now. And this, I don't have a, a whole lot of nostalgia for Donkey Kong Country. Now you might ask, Bill, why don't you have a bunch of nostalgia for Donkey Kong Country? Well, here's the reason. When I was a kid, I couldn't afford to have every system. And I, I severely suffered from the grass is always greener on the other side. Now I started with the Super Nintendo. I didn't start with the Super Nintendo. Um, I started with an Atari. Actually, I started with... Um, Oh my god, it had like little plastic overlays and it had like a nine button game pad with a joystick. I can't in television or ColecoVision. I never remember which one it is. I think it was uh in television. Uh, so I started with an in television, moved on to an Atari twenty six hundred. Eventually, uh late in the system's life I got an um a Nintendo Entertainment System. Finally, after much uh begging, uh ended up getting a Super Nintendo, and I loved my Super Nintendo, but my friends had the Sega Genesis, and I wanted to have the thing that my friends had, and the only way for me to do that was to trade in uh, my my uh, my games on my Super Nintendo for a Sega Genesis, which I'm happy that I did, because I had a lot of fun playing 
those games and it also gave me more games to play because I was able to borrow games from my friends um, that I, I could never borrow before because I didn't have the same system as they did. Anyway, Donkey Kong Country came out pretty late in the life of the Super Nintendo and by then I didn't have a Super Nintendo anymore So I because I had ended up, ended up trading it in. Anyway, uh, Donkey Kong Country, if you've never played it, is this really, really cool side-scrolling um, uh, platformer where you play as Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. And uh, here's what Nintendo has to say about it. Armed with chest-pounding muscle, mighty barrel rolls, and an awesome vine-swinging skills, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong set out to face their adversaries, King K. Rule. I'm sorry, just K. Rule and his reptilian crew of Kremlings play solo, compete with a friend, or play cooperatively in over 100 levels filled with collectibles and hidden bonus levels. We'll come back to Donkey Kong Country in just a second. Let me tell you about Natsume Championship Wrestling. Choose from 12 outrageous wrestlers and bring the pain. With a robust grappling system and over 50 moves to master, experience the most realistic wrestling action of the 16-bit era. Test your might against the AI, or up to two players can compete in exhibition, tag team, and round-robin matches. And then finally, let's look at on the NES, we've got the Immortal, which I'd never heard of. Uh, It says, grab your wizard's pack and let your quest unfold as you explore the labyrinth of eternity. Delve into the dungeon's depths to uncover the mysteries of ancient ruins. Your teacher, Mordemir, awaits below. All right, so, I don't know. The Immortal sounds kind of cool. I'll have to check it out eventually. Natsume Championship Wrestling sounds like a good multiplayer game. And remember, all of these games can be played over, um, over the internet with other people, so... If you want to play some of these games with other people, join the Discord. Uh, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Join the Discord. There's over 1,400 other people. You can find other people to play Donkey Kong Country and Natsume Championship Wrestling. I have no idea if you can play the Immortal with multiplayers or not. I, it doesn't sound like the kind of game that would support that. Now, let's get back to Donkey Kong Country. There are a lot of people who have been waiting for Donkey Kong Country to come to uh, the Switch in this way. And my my question is, that, I, that I'm going to ask in like a mailbag episode, what is the game that you're waiting? What, what Super Nintendo or NES game are you waiting for to come to the Nintendo Switch? All right, so I'm going to tweet that out. You can reply to that tweet. And uh, we'll we'll discuss that on a future mailbag episode of the podcast. Nintendo, please hold. One moment. Thank you. May I help you? And in Nintendo, Seattle, at the company's U.S. headquarters, they listen to the customers. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. I'm still very, very early into CrossCode, mostly because I have been obsessed with Elder Scrolls Online recently. Uh, So I have... 
I have a lot more to do in CrossCode, but I have to say, the more that I play that game, the more impressed I am. I've uh, unlocked, and, and like I said, still very early on, uh, but I now have unlocked um, my skill tree, and it seems like you have so many options. I feel like this is a kind of game. This is a this is an awesome action RPG. And I feel like the uh, the setting, uh, being in an MMO, the uh, the the art style, the the art direction being sixteen bit, the uh, combat being action based, and the RPG mechanics being layered on top of that, and you put that all together with the visual style of kind of like anime. And this is a game that is, uh, it's poised to be an instant classic. Even though I'm very early on, I can see why people love CrossCode. Um, so I'm, like I said, I'm still very early on. I feel like as I play this game, if you, like I really like the melee attacks much more than the ranged attacks. So I can kind of specialize in the melee attacks. And so the way that you and I play the game is going to be very, very different. And I always like when a game gives you that option. So CrossCode continues to impress me. I did want to let people know that um, if you go to strictlylimitedgames.com, and I, I don't get paid any money for this. They're not. This is not an ad. Uh, I just know that a lot of people prefer physical physical editions. Uh, this uh, CrossCode is getting a physical edition, which you can pick up um, over at strictlylimitedgames.com. Uh, there is a link in the show notes. If you just go to runjumpstomp.com, uh, and, and this is episode 554 of Nintendo Switchcraft, you can find uh, the link in the show notes that will get you where you need to go. Now, it looks like it's using Euros. So I'm not sure. It, it, it does say we ship internationally, but I expect that you'll probably have to pay extra uh, if you are buying this. Um, they do have a bunch of different versions. The Nintendo Switch Collector's Edition is completely sold out. The Steelbook Edition for the Nintendo Switch is not yet sold out. And then they also have the game is on PS4 and PC. And that's insane to me. It comes with a PC collector's edition as well. That's that's really cool. Um, oh, it, okay. It comes with a, DV, a, a DRM-free disc, which is a DVD, and a, and a game key for GOG, which is awesome because I know I don't have a DVD drive in my PC these days. My son doesn't have a DVD drive in his PC these days, so you can even get a quote-unquote physical version of CrossCode on the PC, which that's that's pretty rare. Um, JB, is this an MMO? No, this is not an MMO. It is set... Uh, I'm replying to somebody live on Twitter or on Twitch. Uh, it is a game that... It, it is a single-player game that is set in an MMO, if that makes sense. It's really, really interesting. It seems to have a, 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 a compelling story with it too. There's one thing that that they do that's really odd is when you are having a conversation with somebody like the the game stops for a second and then like 
the character's portrait is up on the screen and you can see like the text going back and forth as you're having a conversation. But then at the same time, when you are running around, you also have characters that are like little side conversations that are happening and they kind of just live in the bottom left corner of the screen. And you can either ignore those or pay attention to those and press X to kind of go through those conversations as you're moving from one place to another. And I think that that's really cool. A way to give people who care more about the lore and the story a little bit more and uh, and something to pay attention to as you're running from one place to the next. I think that it's really cool. I love the setting. I love the art style. I love the music. There is a... Um, like a soundtrack that you can can check out and it's got great music. Everything about Crosscode so far seems awesome. I just need to find more than an hour to sit down and really dig into it because it's it's very very interesting to me. Buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1 and get Sonic 2 free. Act now. As a child of the 80s, I was really really into the WWF when I was a kid, the World Wrestling Federation, we're talking Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, um, you know, the 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 Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior, is that, what's that his name? I can't remember. Jake the Snake, Roberts, all of those wrestlers. I was, I was really into that when I was a kid. Once I got into high school, I was paying attention to other stuff, and so wrestling kind of fall, fell by the wayside. I could not tell you the name of a wrestler today, any of them. And so any of the WWE games that that have come out, I've completely ignored. But this one got my attention and actually looks really, really interesting. Um, this is called WWE 2K Battlegrounds. You can pre-order it right now. And when when I started watching, I was like, "What the hell is happening?" There's a there's like a helicopter flying in, and then a wrestler who I don't know who they are jumps out of this helicopter, and they they have like a a very non realistic art style uh, going on, and this is a brawler, and it looks really really interesting. Um, as somebody who does not care about wrestling even a little. I am very intrigued with WWE 2K Battlegrounds. It is coming to, I think, like every system, and it is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Now, I've heard horrible things about the other WWE games on Nintendo Switch being kind of unplayable, and uh, this is uh, an art style that is going to work much, much better on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, as an underpowered system because it's not going for super hyper-realism. Uh, the game comes out on September 18th, and you can pre-order it now. I think that it looks very, very interesting, and it's definitely something that I'm going to be watching more in the future. If you are not into wrestling, I urge you to go to the show notes and watch this video so that you can... Um, so that you can understand why it's got my attention even though I don't care about wrestling and if there's somebody out there who really really likes wrestling I think that when you see this you're going to go bananas for this I I did plan on talking about something else today which I'm going to push until next episode 
mostly because I talked too long about other stuff, and I try and keep the episodes short. So uh, let's uh, let's wrap up the show. Now you're playing with power. At the end of the show, I thank our producers. These are everybody who has headed over to... Headed? That's not a word. But uh, everybody who's gone over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp and joined at the producer level or higher, uh, because some people are crazy like that. Uh, so let's get through this list. Orange Thunder, Paul Brambla, Abigail 13, Eric Smith, Jordan Forbes, Matt Hadfield, Bowser, Travis McGuire, Trucker Paul, and Brian Reese. Thank you to each and every one of you and all of the patrons out there uh, who support us over at uh, patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Somebody sent me a message and they said, Bill, it might be a good idea to put that uh, URL on your website. And it is, if you go to my website, runjumpstomp.com, there is a button there that says, thank you. And it is the first thing under thank you, but I didn't make that obvious enough. So I I think that that's a good idea. Thank you for the advice. I'm going to make sure that I put that on there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for supporting. Let's wrap up the show with our... Um, uh, with our outro, that means we have to uh, remind everybody to join our Discord. Over 1,400 people in that Discord on the march to 1,500. Um, the, 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 it's just growing, and we've got so many people in the community that just love to talk about video games. So get in there uh, and uh, play games with somebody uh, over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. The music that you are hearing right now is Corneria, Star Fox, remixed by Noteblock. Thank you for listening to the show. I'm out of here. I hope you all have a wonderful day. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check out gscu.net.